This fucking guy. Hello, my little Milano cookies. Welcome to This Fucking Guy, a podcast about self-care. If self-care is one long scream into the void. Here is where we use expletives and alcohol to emotionally process the creeps, jerks, and p-words that compose the shitty elevator music of our lives. I'm opening up my eager eyes, Ren Martinez. And I'm Mr. Brightside. I've been Mr. Brightside the whole time, Ginger Gollop. Confetti! Confetti! We did it! We got through the entirety of Mr. Brightside, the eternal classic by the killers, the bisexual anthem of a generation. Yeah. Ugh. Such yeah. a good song. I'm so, I'm I'm just really proud of uh, proud of us because like we stuck through it. We're like, you know what? We've committed and we got it. We got it. Half of my scream into the void is Oh fuck, what now? <laughs> Do I have to start actually coming up with these again? Oh, goodness. What what would that mean for society and civilization? Uh, what would that mean for my mental bandwidth? I mean, that's fair. There's There can only be one Mr. Brightside, you know? There, it, there's only the one. Yes, and it was me the whole time. <laughs> just pull, It's like in a Scooby-Doo episode and just pulling off the mask. It was like, it was the white capitalist the whole time. <laughs> Who would have thought? Ginger has been Brendan Flowers the whole time. <laughs> oh, that explains that mustache that you've had for so long. <laughs> you wondered where Brendan Flowers has been. <laughs> and I hope you've been doing well. Yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for you to prompt me to scream into the void. Because well, I was gonna, I was gonna check into your mental bandwidth, like in general, and then ask you to scream into a void. But you know what? Let's skip it. We don't need the pleasantries. I no, need you to scream into the void. I need to talk about how I saw a baby, and that's. <laughs> You're not supposed to throw the baby into the void. I I'm not like... throwing the baby into the void. I'm holding the baby very gently because, like this, and this is a good scream into the void. Uh, our, our friends, um, have brought home their very sweet baby. Shout out to DJ Squeaks. Um, and we got to go over and, like, hold her and spend some real quality time with her for the first time. And goddamn, if DJ is not the baby whisperer, Mm-hmm. Like, to, like to an alarming degree where everybody was sort of commenting on the fact that, like, we can't move the baby because every time we pick the baby up from DJ, she gets very upset. So he ended up, I left the party five hours before he did. Wow. Because he just stayed and held a baby until midnight. Wow. I mean, you know, both of them have this commitment to... You know, spinning the turntables, spitting out the tunes, DJ to yes. DJ. So there's DJ music in their soul. There is music in their souls. There is a fire in my ovaries. <laughs> it is a legitimate problem. Um, <laughs> I totally understand. Like, oh. Uh, it rarely happens to me as somebody who the idea of pregnancy is still very much akin to, like, the face suckers and alien like yeah. wolf no thank you um but every once in a while i do remember distinctly uh one of the first time i hung out with reek and his family and he has uh, a couple of nieces and one of them was like two at the time and she just like toddled this, this is the nerd not the feral one right yes no yes. no this is the feral child oh so this curly haired feral brown child was like two years old and she just toddled up to him like straight up where the wild things are and he just picked her up and she just like giggled and like poked his face. And I was like, oh, I have to leave because I am being swarmed with emotions I am not comfortable with. No. <laughs> At the time, I was like 25. So that's also like, oh, no, absolutely not. Mm, shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. It, it was very good because, well, um, Susie Cream Cheese was at the same at the same baby holding event that I was, and she she got to hold DJ Squeaks as well, and DJ Squeak was was like, 
I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I am going to projectile vomit on you. Sexy cream cheese was was just like so maternal. She's going to be such a good mom because she's like, oh, oh, that's okay. We're going to work through this. We're going to work through this together, little DJ. She has cats. So the idea of vomit is like something she's constantly lived with for like a long time. (laughs) She's just like, that's just how living with cats is. Um, it, it was very good, but sort of the pinnacle of this entire experience. And I, I suppose if there's a chunk of comedy in me just going like, fuck, I want a baby. Ugh, uh, and just, you know, being a 32 year old all over this podcast is this baby. She has a very complicated relationship with food and will continue to have a complicated relationship with food because she's, you know, she's she's feeding, she's feeding from a bottle. And first of all, you have to psych her into eating every time. You you have to, like, give it to her, take it away, give it to her, take it away, because she's like, don't know what I got till it's gone. She only eats one thing. Yeah. She only eats formula. She's four months old. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of variety in that diet, but... I mean, um, that's probably why she's so picky. She's like, I would prefer you to, like, puree something, like... That delicious pimento grilled cheese with pickled jalapenos I had on Friday? Girl. Uh, girl. Yes, but she's not going to get that yet. And so she's like, she continues to struggle against this. But every time she's having a bottle, three quarters of the way through eating the bottle, she just kind of stops and she decides I'm done. And she needs to keep eating. She's, you know, a little preemie working up to the, mm-hmm. working up to the weight class. And so, and so Chris told us, very legitimately, what you have to do to this baby when she stops eating is you have to whisper her in her ear, I'm going to eat all your food and freak her out. And then she will start eating again. And he and he tells Susie Cream Cheese this so she she can get her to start eating. And Susie Cream Cheese does not have it within her, does not have it within her to be mean to this baby. So she le- leans down and is like, your father told me to say some very hurtful things to you, <laughs> but... I think, you know, however you want to do this, we'll work through it together, buddy. She doesn't do it. I just walk over there and I was like, I'm going to eat all your food. I'll eat it. And I'm going to eat you if you don't finish this bottle. And her eyes just got really big and her toes just extended and all of the milk flew into her face. There you go. It was great. It was great. I this isn't great comedy, but this is all I've got. children. Yeah. It, it is funny because, again, like, I've, I have briefly felt those, like, biological maternal urges but I have never felt them for any sort of small human under the age of a year. Like, mm-hmm. I have seen Reek hold little tiny infants, and I'm mostly like, what a weird, squalling, like, piece of flesh you have in your arms. I'm not sure about this. Could you give it back? Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just not in me. So yeah. it's like, Obviously, you know, like you, you kind of have to get through that when you you birth because we don't we would die if pregnancy lasted the whole time it's supposed to last. Yeah, um, I mean, you you and I will figure this out together. Like, you guys will have a baby and you'll just hand it off to us for the first year, and then I'll hand it back because I don't know what to do with years two through five. <laughs> Those are, dude. My my uh my niece CJ is like uh like. 15 yeah cj craig press secretary right and she is one i find it great that um serena my sister and i look very similar sailor moon don't lie sailor moon and then her husband tuxedo mask um is like a half mexican dude with very shocking black hair like very like dapper cj looks exactly like my father she even <laughs> at sixteen months. She they have the same white face. She has the same like like very fine hair with a kind of still kind of the monkey butt yeah. in the back. She looks like a man ready to do your taxes, and I love that about her. Oops, all Polish. It's so great. Um, oh bless. They are they are. She is in particular very cute and a chaos demon. So that's part of why I love her so much. Yeah, you do love your chaos demons. Mm-hmm. I but, love a, a fake changeling child ready to wreak havoc. Speaking of stealing babies from the forest, is there? Uh, th- that's not how I start this that segment. That is not how you. It start is this time segment. for some therapy, though, because I-, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. Why don't you tell me about this fucking guy? <laughs> 
There's no pause this time. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. So let's just jump right into this sort of weird infomercial introduction I wrote. Is the person you're talking to referring to themselves as their own agent? Is this person trying to bring their own court reporters to court proceedings? Is this person dropping words like common law, admiralty law, jurisdiction, and oaths of office? And is this person completely insufferable? If so, you could be dealing with a sovereign citizen, oh, and you may be no. entitled to compensation. Oh, oh God. 1-800-THIS-FUCKING-GUY to order your void pillow oh. today. If you call within the next 15 minutes, you can get Ren and Ginger screaming absolutely free. Oh, my God. Okay, so this isn't even a bit. Like, I've wanted you to do this because this is a term <laughs> that I keep hearing, and I'm like, I ever so vaguely have an idea what it's about, but I don't understand it. Tell me everything. So, you have sort of kind of heard about Sovereign Citizen. Sort of kind of. A little bit. So, the Sovereign Citizen movement is a very loose grouping of primarily American litigants, commentators, tax protesters, and financial scheme promoters who believe that they are not subject to government statutes or proceedings. Sovereign citizens believe that the United States federal government is illegitimate, and as such, they do not recognize U.S. currency, reject taxation, and don't believe they're subject to any laws. They may issue their own driver's licenses and vehicle tags, question judges about the validity of their oaths, challenge the applicability of traffic laws, and, in extreme cases, resort to violence. Uh... All roads lead to domestic uh, terrorism. Uh, why? <laughs> uh, so while they do not believe laws apply to them, which, like, wouldn't that be great just to be like, by the way, I've decided none of this matters. To I me. have worked customer service. You would be surprised <laughs> how often that happens. It is a very Karen energy, but I mean, it's- people obsessed with, like, crime shows. It seems like it's just sort of a very human response to things a lot of the time of just like, oh, they don't mean me. And we no, do. Not me. We do mean you, Karen. So while they don't believe laws apply to them, sovereign citizens are happy to use a legal system to file spurious lawsuits, false lawsuits, and false liens. Using legal gibberish in legal matters from pet licensing to traffic violations to actual serious charges like murder and stuff, sovereign citizens are known for the sheer volume of their filings. The whole purpose, of course, is just they want to delay and disrupt the court process. Uh-huh. Some sovereigns hold trials in their own common law courts, no. convicting public officials in abstentia and sentencing them to death for treason. That's not how that works. Is it? Are you sure? I mean, I'm not. I'm no lawman. I'm no lawyer. <laughs> but I but don't if think that if, if that was how that worked, the last four years would have gone very differently for me. <laughs> um. Yeah. For a bunch of people who are definitely not lawyers, they just love being in court. They love it. Mm, like their favorite mm-hmm. thing. But let's break down the theories that make up the sovereign citizen movement because it's not. It's not really a unified thing, but they're very common themes that are kind of present. And to be fair, these people don't li- sound like they could agree with anyone on anything, including each other. I mean, they, they tend they tend to agree with some things. There's actually a lot of like self help sovereign citizen stuff out there and forums and things like that. But there's different kind of flavors depending on where you are. But again, common themes. Uh, Sovereign legal theories reinterpret the Constitution through selective reading of law dictionaries, state court opinions, or specific capitalization, and incorporate other details from a variety of sources like Black's Law Dictionary, the Articles of Confederation, the Magna Carta, the Bible, and foreign treaties. Mm. Yeah. Mm. They, They really, like, basically cut and paste. It's like a ransom note of, like, law stuff. Yeah, it's constitutional fan fiction. Yeah. They ignore the second clause of Article 6 of the Constitution, the whole supremacy clause, which Uh is, like, the Constitution is the law of the land, and the Supreme Court, like, 
interprets that, they're how, like, eh, that's not a thing. How do they how do they logically get around that, or do we have any fucking clue? Well, we'll get to that. Basically, there are two classes of citizens in America. There are the original citizens of the state, or state citizens, and U.S. or federal citizens. Sovereign citizens uh-huh. enjoy all the rights of the Constitution, but federal citizens do not, because they bargained away their freedoms by accepting benefits from the U.S. government. What? Yeah, so they're state citizens, and federal citizens have to follow the laws, but they're because they're state citizens, they don't. That's... Because of reasons no. and things. Um, sovereigns take steps to revoke and rescind their U.S. citizenship and reassert their state citizen status. This entails removing themselves from federal jurisdiction and relinquishing any evidence of consent to U.S. citizenship, such as driver's license, social security number, voter registration, and other things. <laughs> right? Because, see, you the, these items are all forms of contracting with the government and thus accepting the lesser class of federal citizenship. Oh, God. So, so they're they're just a bunch of adults going. I didn't ask to be born. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I didn't ask for this, Mom. You made this decision for me, so I don't have to clean my room. By renouncing their citizenship, sovereign citizens claim they become immune to most or all laws of the United States. Mm. This process of expatriation usually involves delivering a not at all legal document claiming to renounce citizenship in a federal corporation and declaring themselves a state citizen. Do they then believe that people who are tourists or people who are in this country uh, outside of the citizenship process, do they believe that they are also not capable of breaking any laws? Oh, no, I'm guessing there is definitely a lot of overlap with these folks and like build that wall. Ah. But again, they're state citizens, so they're not, like, illegals who have to follow the laws of the United States, I guess. I guess. Uh, so they, they have this, like, not-at-all legal document, and then they try to, like, convince some poor clerk at a county clerk's office to accept their stack of nonsense papers. Jesus. Which is, like, those people don't get paid enough. They don't. They really don't. Of course, renouncing the citizenship means that they don't have to pay state and federal income taxes because citizens not under U.S. jurisdiction aren't required to pay them. How's that going? Well, <laughs> as we'll discuss, um, see, because oh, only residents of the states, not its citizens, are income taxable. That doesn't make a goddamn lick of sense. <laughs> Yeah, I'm also not sure how this distinction is made, but I'm no lawman. If you fucking reside there, you're a resident. No, they're state citizens. That's what But they're not federal mean. citizens. It's it's a wonderful little loophole that they've made out of nothing. Oh, God. Sovereign citizens also like to assert a right to travel in a conveyance, which is different from driving an automobile. What? So whenever you see a lot of videos like on YouTube where sovereign citizens are stopped because they're speeding or they don't have a license plate or something. And they, they, they don't they don't follow the laws of the road. Right. And they're saying, well, you can't stop me or give me a ticket because I am not driving an automobile. I am traveling in a conveyance. That's not words. <laughs> I mean, I, they are words, but they are put together in a way that is not. It's 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 like mixing gelatin and salad. Like it's not a thing. So because they're uh, in a conveyance or whatever, they can ignore. They're on a conveyor belt. They're being, on a conveyor belt, being just uh, sort of slid along the sides of the rows at an mm-hmm. even pace. So they don't need uh, license plates or registrations or anything like that. And yet I feel like they have don't tread on me license plates. No? Mm, That feels true. It feels feels true, true. but I don't think that they would pay that extra tax for them. I feel like they probably have knockoff. Or stickers, just Mm, stickers. Yeah. 
Um, some other fun bits. Uh, some sovereign citizens like to invoke the unpassed Titles of Nobility Amendment. To what? <laughs> it's, it was some sort of Titles of Nobility Amendment. It was never passed. Yeah. So they like to invoke it because they want to challenge the legitimacy of courts as lawyers sometimes use the informal title of Esquire. It's not a law. <laughs> Esquire is not a noble title. The hoops, they be jumping. Um, they also may apply thumbprints to documents to distinguish flesh and blood people from the fake entities that they believe are subject to the government. Signatures and thumbprints are likely to be red ink or blood, uh, as, as black and blue inks are believed to indicate corporations. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Yep, if you use black ink, you are just suddenly a corporation. Honestly, I'd love to be a corporation. They have way more rights. They do. And, and way less tax way le- way less tax burden. Mm-hmm. So all of this sounds silly, and mm-hmm. that's because it is. But the history of sovereign citizenship and these beliefs also take us to where all this fucking guy episodes take us. That's right. To the Southern Poverty Law Center. Yay! It explains that the roots of the movement are longtime friends of the pod, racism and anti-Semitism. Yay! Oh no, I yayed racism. <laughs> so a long time ago, in a reality that never existed, <laughs> there was an American utopia governed by English common law. A utopia in which every citizen was a sovereign, and there were no oppressive laws, taxes, regulations, or court orders. That, no, that has not... Nope. It they, existed. They, they arrested John Smith on the way to Jamestown. <laughs> However, a conspiracy was afoot. And the Empire, a, a.k.a. the United States government in this very bad metaphor, usurped the Jedi Council and took over everything, (laughs) and there was Force Lightning, and it was bad. Very, very frightening. This weird prequel trilogy took place after the Civil War during Reconstruction. To be fair, we learned jack shit about Reconstruction. It could have. It could have. There was a whole duel of the fates. Darth Maul was there. Reconstruction. Unless it's Um, the Titanic or the word carpetbagger, I have no (laughs) way of knowing. You see, the governments established by the Empire in the southern states were imposed against the will of and without the consent of those citizens. So this unlawful act is essentially Padme's quote of like, this is how democracy dies, with thunderous applause. Do they then believe that... Other countries who, you know, say, lost World War II, let's call them Germany, um, <laughs> are, are, that you like, can and should and kind of must be still a member of the Third Reich because, like, no one said, like, no one said that they lost, if you think about it. If you think about it, if you, you know think what? about it real hard. Ooh, if you think about it. So, and then there's this 14th Amendment, right? This provides freed black slaves the same constitutional rights as white citizens. Yes, one of the better amendments. But you see, this amendment, which again, this is the empire passing this amendment. Uh Uh-huh. This is what created the new separate class of federal citizenship. Because the white citizens were true state citizens who received all the rights of the Constitution but are not subject to any laws, but federal citizens, a.k.a. black people, have given away their freedoms for accepting benefits from the government. (sighs) Woo! Hold on there. (laughs) Hold on there. Don't know how you expect me to unpack all of the... You gave me all of it at once, and now you have the audacity to be drinking liquid so I can't ask you questions. What the fuck, Ren? 
It's blackberry lemonade. It's well, bla- the blackberry moonshine. Uh, lemonade. Uh, uh, it's very good. Uh, I'm very um, classy, but also yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. So you know, it's it's super cool. Like this whole amendment that's I, meant to I, like help I, end slavery and all that stuff. They're like, well, actually, that's they're still enslaved, so they have to follow laws, but I don't. So, uh, mm, mm, mm. Uh, you know, because all of the rights they had before, first of all, but second, by definition, are all sovereign citizens white? No. Okay, what the fuck? But we'll, we'll kind of get into that, because again, there are different branches, but it's a lot of this is that, like, some of this history and sort of this 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 history of sovereign citizenship is um not as well known for people who love looking up things on the internet about like random ass laws so they can like yell at their local traffic cop um so like this stuff is not necessarily this is the quiet part right but then, hey, then there's the anti-Semitism. I also okay. have to look up the actual 14th Amendment to see if it, um, I don't think that anybody alive, um, I don't think that anybody that's currently alive was actually literally emancipated, except no. for emancipated minors, but that's a different thing. That's a different thing, but again, this is just sort of... This is just mad libs with the law. Exactly. Um... Because then there's the anti-Semitism, okay? Okay. You, so in the 1930s, the federal government abandoned the gold standard, and the U.S. was backed by the, quote, full faith and credit of the U.S. government. According to sovereigns, this means the government had pledged its citizenry as collateral by selling their future earning capabilities to... Foreign investors. Um. AKA the Jews. Effectively enslaving all Americans. <laughs> According to the Southern Poverty Law Center, this sale takes place at birth. When a baby is born in the U.S., a birth certificate is issued and the hospital usually requires that the parents apply for a social security number at that time. Sovereigns say that the government, which again is supposedly run by the Jews, mm-hmm. uh, then uses that birth certificate to set up a kind of corporate trust in the baby's name, a secret treasury account, which it funds with an amount ranging from 600000 to $20 million. By setting up this account, every newborn's rights are cleverly split between those held by the flesh and blood baby and the ones assigned to his or her her corporate shell account. I'm no lawyer, but (laughs) that's not how contract law works. (laughs) That's not how reality works. That's not how reality works. That's not how contract law works. That's certainly not how the Jews work. (laughs) In the 1970s, all of these very shitty pieces coalesced into the Posse Commentatus, a far-right vigilante movement whose members spread a conspiracy-minded anti-government and anti-Semitic message in the name of white Christians because their political and social rights were being attacked. Never heard this before. Mm. Never happened Mm -hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So members of the posse believe that the county was the highest authority of government in the United States. It's not. Because the county level was the closest to the people. The basic posse manual stated that there was a criminal conspiracy to obstruct justice, disenfranchise citizens, and liquidate the constitutional republic of these United States. No. Unfortunately, the posse's shitty ideas did not die. They just evolved. In the early and mid-1990s, the ideas of the sovereign citizens movement gained a new following among the old gems, anti-government militias, white supremacists, and other radical groups. Not only did they share the same general beliefs, they used the same tactics, specifically paper terrorism. What? Again, from the Southern Poverty Law Center. A simple traffic violation or pet licensing case can end up provoking dozens of court filings containing hundreds of pages of pseudo-legal nonsense. For example, a sovereign... (laughs) 
nonsense. For example, a sovereign was involved in 2010 in a protracted legal battle over having to pay a dog licensing fee. She filed 10 sovereign documents in court over a two-month period and then declared victory when the harried prosecutor decided to drop the case. The battle was fought over a three-year dog license in Pinellas County, Florida, where the sovereign lives, and that license costs just $20. I don't... I don't want to be this person that's doing, like, armchair diagnosis. But these people all sound like they have personality disorders. I'm sure there is a nice Venn diagram where mm. it's a circle. Um, but it's there's also a lot of just general, like, there's the personality stuff. There's, like, the actual delusional stuff. Yes. And then there's people who are just very mad about anyone who says, hey, perhaps you should, you know... Pay your taxes. Yeah, there's that. Tax cases are even worse. Sovereign filings in such legal battles can quickly exceed a thousand pages. While a normal criminal case docket might have 60 or 70 entries, many including sovereigns have as many as 1,200. Yeah. While the sheer amount of documents is clearly overwhelming, so is the gibberish that they are written in. Oh, yeah. Uh, sovereigns use unrelated legal jargon to become their own code language that judges, lawyers, and other court staff Simply can't understand, because it's made up. Yeah. However, sovereigns believe that if they can find just the right combination of words, punctuation, paper, ink color, and timing, they can have it all. Freedom from taxes, unlimited wealth, and life without any licenses, fees, or laws. And don't get me wrong, so much of the law is figuring out the right combination of words and timing and, like clauses in what you choose to cite in the pres the precedence that happens to exist. Less so ink color. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. imagination. <laughs> what you see will defy sovereignations. Sorry, that came to no, me. I could fine. not sing it. I appreciate you. Another of their favorite moves is to file fake liens against perceived enemies. You see, in many states, citizens can file liens against property, often people's homes, and notices of liens, whether legally valid or not, can affect the property owner's credit rating, ability to obtain home equity loans, refinance the property, and prevent the property from being sold. That sounds like it shouldn't be a law. Yeah, a lien can be filed even without proof of that debt. Yeah. It is very cool and very chill. Ugh. They also like to file fake tax forms that are designed to ruin an enemy's credit rating and cause them to be audited by the IRS. And also, don't get me wrong, credit ratings are dumb, but fuck these people. Don't fuck with my credit rating. Don't fuck with my credit rating. <laughs> Uh, tactics like these flooded courts with illegitimate suits and fake legal documents, which prompted new laws in dozens of states to try to damn this tide of bullshit. In the late 1990s, the movement incorporated another pseudo-legal strategy called Redemption Theory. Uh, this is based on the theories of Roger Elvick, a sovereign citizen white supremacist who was convicted on fraud charges in the 1980s. Shock Pikachu face. So, remember... Sovereign citizens claim that the federal government has enslaved its citizens by using them as collateral against foreign Jewish, Jewish, sorry. <laughs> as a consequence, two separate identities are created. The corporate shell account, which is the one pledged as security, that's the straw man, and yeah. is supposedly separate and distinct from their true flesh and blood identity. Mm. This government-controlled straw man is evidenced by documents showing the person's name in all capital letters. For example, since most birth certificates use all capital letters to spell out a baby's name, John Doe is actually the name of the corporate shell identity, or straw man. Well, John Doe is the baby's real flesh and blood name. No. You know what? No. No. No? Hmm. What an argument you've made. Very compelling. Hmm. I think you will find it is airtight, my argument of <laughs> no. Also, also, 
I don't want to leave anyone out. We keep talking about, like, these foreign shell corporations as anti-Semitic. And don't get me wrong, they absolutely are. But I feel like, especially when you're talking about, like, today's sovereign citizens, a lot of it is also anti-Chinese. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like other theories of the movement, this theory of redemption offers a way for adherents to supposedly make fortunes with the use of certain documents. Once separated from the corporate shell, the newly freed person is now outside of the jurisdiction of the law and can now, by filing a series of complex legal-sounding documents, tap into that secret treasury account for their own purposes. Over the past 30 years, hundreds of sovereigns have attempted to perfect the redemption process by packaging and promoting different nonsense combinations of forms and paperwork and while no one has yet to succeed, because all of this is made up, yeah, sovereigns are convinced that they are close. It's, it is it is a lot closer than they would like it to believe of all of the people who are in King's Cross Station in the UK just running into that wall between <laughs> platforms 9 and 10. Just like, I know it hasn't worked for anyone else, but I have the right conviction. But I am... Clearly a wizard and not a muggle. I read this somewhere on the internet, so it's true. Obviously, the courts are aware that this is bullshit. Yeah. There are many legal cases where sovereign citizens attempt to argue they are not subject to the law. In a criminal case in 2013, the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Washington noted this. Defendant is apparently a member of a group loosely styled sovereign citizens. The court has deduced this from a number of defendants' peculiar habits. First, like Mr. Leeming, sovereign citizens are fascinated by capitalization. They appear to believe that capitalizing names have some sort of legal effect. For example, defendant writes that the register of facts appearing in the above paragraph evidence the uncontrovertible facts that the slavery systems operated in the names United States, United States, United States of America, and the United States of America are terminated nunc pro nunc pro tunc nunc pro tunc by public policy UCC 1103, I don't know Latin. Nuke Protunk is my favorite Animal Crossing character. <laughs> so cute. Give me those little turnips. He appears to believe that by capitalizing United States, he is referring to a different entity than the federal government. For better or worse, it's the same country. <sighs> Second, sovereign citizens like Mr. Leeming love grandiose legalese. Comes now, Kenneth Wayne, born free to the family Leeming, date of birth redacted, constituent to the people of the state of Washington, constituted of 1878 and admitted to the Union, 22 February 1889, by act of Congress, a man, state of body, competent to be a witness and having first-hand knowledge of the facts. Third, defendant evinces, <laughs> like all sovereign citizens, a belief that the federal government is not real and that he does not have to follow the law. Thus, defendant argues that as a result of the registered facts, the state of persons, actors, and other parties perpetuating the above-captioned transactions, i.e. court of prosecutors, are engaged in acts of treason, and if unknowingly as victims of treason and fraud. The court, therefore, feels some measure of responsibility to inform defendant that all the fancy legal-sounding things he has read on the internet are make-believe. <laughs> Maybe less like the Harry Potter thing and a little bit more like John Cena during wrestling matches just going, you can't see me, and waving his hand rapidly in front of his face and people John acting Cena like they can't appearing see. out of nowhere? Are you sure about that? Um, John Cena, reluctant hero to the sovereign citizen movement. We're so sorry, John Cena. We don't mean it, we unless it's true. Mm. Obviously, all this jargon and legal theory is, like, exhausting to remember. Luckily, sovereign citizens help each other out. You can go to online forums like suijuris.net or via DVD courses available through organizations such as Paper Advantage or Citizens of the American Constitution. Of course, they're DVD fucking classes. <laughs> yeah, DVD classes. All of these people are 90. They're not. I know they're not. That they're makes not. it worse. But, but I also feel mm. like none of them can figure out streaming services. I don't want them to figure out streaming services. I don't want services. them to figure it out. <laughs> uh, newsletters like America's Bulletin are popular within prisons. And, of course, there's YouTube. Oh, God. They figured out one of them. On Amazon, you can get 
Sovereign citizens cut out book 2.0. Cut the government out of your life forever. Sovereign citizens cut out kit volume 2. By J.M. Sovereign, colon, Godsent. That's the name. No. <laughs> no, J.M. Sovereign, no. Godsent. What? It just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Oh, God. You can't create your own nicknames. You can't create your own nobility <laughs> titles. And you can't just add guts and after your name with, for some reason, a colon and not a comma. Yep. Shouldn't be the part I'm angry at, but it is. Quote, designed for use with Title Four Flag Says Your Swag, the Sovereign Citizen's Handbook. This cutout book gives you more than 75 badges, signs, cards, and documents to give notice of the status of your sovereign estate. With the help of Sweetie the Sweet Juris Strawman, giving notice is easier than ever. Follow Sweetie as he guides you through the Sovereign Citizens Cutout Book 2.0 and shows you how to protect your estate with the power of political paperwork. Does it come with a decoder ring? No, but it should. It should definitely be in, like, bad 80s 3D. Yeah. As a note, Amazon customers who viewed this item also viewed The UCC Connection, How to Free Yourself from Legal Tyranny by David E. Robison, Freedom from Government, How to Reclaim Your Power by Trent Goodbody, <laughs> and Clorox Toilet Wand Toilet Cleaning System. <laughs> so there's that. Your Amazon algorithm is fucked forever. <laughs> oh yeah, it is very confused. Oh god. Well, we're going to take it that book from Trent. Oh my god. We're going to take a look at that second book. Here's the Amazon description. Exert your birthright to obtain freedom from corrupt government agencies and their jurisdiction. Freedom from government, how to reclaim your power is your handbook for dealing with government on your terms. Learn how to win any court case, what to say to law enforcement, the problem with attorneys, and why you never want to hire one. My statute and legislation only apply to you if you allow it. The difference between a right and a privilege, privilege is misspelled. Yeah. What it means to be truly free and responsible for yourself and your estate, the history of our legal system, and why it is so messed up. It is, but not for the reasons I'm guessing you're going to say, Trent. Mm -hmm. How to remedy for inherent rights violations and everything else you will need to make them leave you alone forever. The book starts with, warning, this book does not offer legal advice. <laughs> also, Trent has another book. Of course he does. Which is titled, You Don't Want to Read What This Man Has to Say. I don't. <laughs> Thank you, Trent. Truth in advertising. <laughs> Here's the description. Imagine if you could now the answers. If I could now the answers. If you could now the answers. They, they do believe that <laughs> spell check is a government conspiracy. So there is that. <laughs> Imagine if you could now the answers to just the important things about this life. Would you spend years searching for them? Trent's philosophy about life is unparalleled and his views are unconventional. If your audience is looking for answers to life's toughest questions, Trent has done an excellent job of answering them. Topics covered include the meaning of love, why we are here, who God is, why there is so much evil in the world, making the right choices, precognition, what we are made of, connecting to your higher power, spirituality, secrets of religion and government, and so much more. You can find out more at his website, which is www.youdon'twant.com, or you could have, it no longer exists, you can buy the domain for $2,195. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> That's too expensive for me. But, uh. <laughs> I just, there's something about a man named Trent saying, like, Trent's life philosophy that makes me immediately recoil. Uh -huh. No, I don't believe any philosopher named Trent. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to be all Trent-phobic, but yay. Unfortunately, as silly as all of this is, the sovereign citizen movement keeps growing with potentially tens of thousands of followers of the ideology. Uh. Most new recruits to the sovereign citizens movement are people who have found themselves in desperate financial situations. I thought you were going to say who have found themselves on Reddit. That is also true. 
That is not not true because I just because it's not in the script does not mean it's not true. <laughs> Many self-identified sovereigns today are black and typically call themselves Moorish citizens. Guys, they claim that African Americans constitute an elite class within American society with special rights and privileges that grant them a sovereign immunity, placing them beyond federal and state authority. Mm. Ironically, most Moorish movement members have no idea that their ideology is descended from an extreme right-wing belief system created in part by white supremacists. Oh, you mean they don't put that in the in the headers of the forums? Absolutely not. That's that's definitely like an asterisk, like a little footnote, but then like a footnote for the footnote. He, here's here's a question about the sovereign and and I didn't want to get ahead of myself earlier and now I'm afraid it's not going to come up. Like, okay, so so they think that so much of this was created by the Fourteenth Amendment and it doesn't apply to them because it only applies to black citizens or whatever. Something that's not actually in the Fourteenth Amendment, but mm-hmm. it, you know that's not going to stop them. Do they believe the same about like? suffrage and i want to say the 19th amendment but now i'm very scared that's not the 19th amendment they basically amendment. don't believe that any amendments outside of the original tenant bill of rights are from a legitimate government so none of them are legitimate that doesn't make sense yes cuz it's like a secret there's like the, the the united states government was overthrown during reconstruction and now it's an illegitimate federal government that so all the laws that they have made are illegitimate what do they feel about the 11th and 12th amendments i don't even think they know what those are i don't know what those are me neither so in times of economic prosperity sovereigns typically rely on ridiculous schemes to evade state and federal income taxes and hide their assets from the irs in times of financial hardship they turn to debt and mortgage elimination scams, techniques to avoid child support payments, and even attempts to use their nonsense tactics to get out of serious criminal charges. Here is some shit that sovereigns have pulled. Uh, 2008 in Chula Vista, California, a Chula Vista woman bought a house only to discover that two sovereign citizens, Maurice Simons and Terry Lee Heron, had allegedly changed the locks, posted a deed in the window, and erected no trespassing and spiritual sanctuary signs. Simmons had hijacked six homes, and he was convicted in August 2009 on 15 counts of filing and possessing false documents and forgery. Yeah, that's actually something that I'm surprised hasn't happened more. Uh, in uh, June 2010, in Charlotte County, Florida, a motorcycle-riding sovereign citizen, John McComb, was pulled over by a Charlotte County Sheriff's deputy. Instead of his license and registration, he allegedly gave the deputy a letter of diplomatic immunity and a bogus registration document from the fictitious sovereign citizen Indian tribe dubbed the Little Shell Band of North America. Mm-mm. Speaking of the Little Shell Band, uh, in December uh, 2009 in Florida, uh, sovereign citizen Audie Watson received a 168-month federal sentence for running an immigration fraud ring. Watson sold membership documents for a fictitious Native American tribe, the Little Shell Pimpinic <sighs> Band of North America, to hopeful undocumented immigrants for up to 2000 apiece, oh, promising God. he would grant them legal status. Oh, God. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> Just you. Like, fuck you. Um, in 2007, in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, two sovereign citizens, Laura West and the so-called J.M. Sovereign Godsense, your favorite guy, <laughs> were stopped by a Kansas Highway Patrol trooper near Lawrence. According to Godsent, they gave the trooper a card labeled Sovereign Civilian Police Observation Task Force, which said that by the trooper accepting the card, he was accepting a contract to pay a 15,000 fee in gold each time he asked them a question. Nope. <laughs> Which, like, the the audacity. The fucking audacity. Like, we get to ignore the Constitution, but since we handed you this card. Yeah, by the trooper, like, literally they handed him, and just by him taking it, that is accepting a contract, which is not how contracts no. work. To pay them $15,000 in gold every time he asked them a question. No. I'm guessing it did not work. I'm guessing not. In 2010 in Monroe County, Tennessee, a retired naval officer, Walter Fitzpatrick, was arrested for trying to conduct a citizen's arrest 
of a Monroe County grand jury foreman, reportedly because the foreman had refused to convene the grand jury to indict Barack Obama for treason. Oh, my God. Following this arrest, another man, Carl Swenson of Georgia, called for volunteers to go to Monroe County, release Fitzpatrick from jail, and make various citizens' arrests. On the appointed day, several of them showed up in Monroe County, but made no arrest attempts. However, one follower, Darren Huff, also a militia member and member of the extremist Oath Keepers Militia, was arrested and charged with intending to incite a riot, allegedly after he told police he had an AK-47 in his vehicle. Hmm. They don't. They frown upon that. They they do. Um, especially when you're like, "Sir, good sir, I would like to start one riot, please." So here's the thing: with this overlap with anti-government militias and racist paramilitary group, uh, sovereign citizens aren't always content with their paper terrorism. Because there are numerous instances of sovereigns being arrested with arsenals of weapons that would make any militia jealous. Mm, Yeah, I knew that in my heart. In January 2010, sovereign citizen, militia activist, and tax protester Ed Brown was given a 37-year federal sentence for an arsenal of weapons and explosives in his house during a nine-month-long standoff with the federal government in 2007. If you think about it, his whole life was a standoff against the federal government. Pretty much. Ed Brown, who once served time for armed robbery, had by then renounced his U.S. citizenship and declared his hatred for Zionist Jews. Uh, yep, yep, that sounds like him. It's like a really shitty bingo. His wife, Elaine Brown, was also sentenced a few months earlier to 35 years in prison. The Browns and their supporters had improvised explosive devices, assault mm-hmm. rifles, booby traps, and 60,000 rounds of ammunition. Mm-hmm. But the thing with these arsenals is that sometimes you use them? Yeah. In early 1994, a band of extremists associated with the group Juris Christian Assembly viciously assaulted Karen Matthews, the Stanislaw County, California recorder, outside her home. In May 1998, sovereign citizen and Christian identity adherent George Wolfe shot two volunteer firefighters in Ashtabula County, Ohio, because their vehicle blocked him. No! Mm-hmm. In May 2009, anti-abortion extremist and sovereign citizen Scott Roeder Murdered a Wichita physician whose clinic provided abortions. And who can forget the 2014 Bundy standoff? Oh, yeah, not me. In which the Bundy family had an armed confrontation with the Bureau of Land Management over the family's refusal to pay federal yes. taxes. Of, of the Cliven Bundys, not the Ted Bundys, Al Bundys... I was going to say, or Mike Bundy's, but those are the Brady's. Yeah. Um, so all the, the whole refusal thing was born of Cliven Bundy's sovereign citizen worldview, as he did not recognize federal police power over land that he believes belongs to the sovereign state of Nevada. Nope. And he also denies the jurisdiction of the federal court system over Nevada and himself, as he is a citizen of Nevada, not the territory of Nevada. That's... Not something you get to pick. That's that whole state citizen versus federal citizen shit. It's real dumb and also potentially very Nevada. I mean, it it does feel true. So the problem with sovereign citizens and attempting to define them is sort of multifold. There is no unified leadership or creed or set of theories. No, the they mo- don't care for that. They do not care for it. The movement veers wildly from deadly, serious armed standoffs and bomb threats and literal murder to, like, the cartoonish. Yes. Like, the notion that as long as you sign your legal documents in red crayon, they are not subject to U.S. law. Oh, God. Because sovereign citizens often seek money or valuables, they tend to be regarded by law enforcement as con artists rather than anti-government radical extremists. So this keeps them off the radar until local courts are suddenly inundated with bogus filings and fake legal documents and then, you know, the whole domestic terrorism stuff down the line. It's literally, it, it, it is truly the perfect shitstorm 
of intimidation, scam artists, conspiracy, harassment, con artists, white supremacy, and violence. I hate them. I'm trying to decide if it's better or worse than QAnon, and then I have decided that there's no point in trying to figure out which is better or which is worse, because there's some Venn diagram I'm guessing that Venn diagram is a circle. Yeah, but which circle is bigger? You know, it's it's like a little, it's a small world after all. They're holding hands and singing. I, I song. would imagine that all sovereign citizens are QAnon enthusiasts, but not all QAnon enthusiasts are sovereign citizens, because some of them are in the literal government. That feels true. That That sounds accurate. I also feel like... And spoilers for a series of unfortunate events here, but I also feel like they all read the end of the first book of a series of unfortunate events where she gets out of, you know, as a 13-year-old girl being tricked into marrying an adult man who is a count, where she gets (laughs) out of it by signing it with her left hand and not her right hand, because it is not in her own natural hand, and they read that and went, like, she makes good points. You know what? That makes total sense. This is indeed Lemony Snicket. And we also need to run from the Count because of the Nobility Act, which was uh-huh. never passed. But never passed, so he doesn't get to be a lawyer, apparently. No. Yeah, so that's Sovereign Citizens. It's just oh, the boy. shittiest of shitstorms. It's worse than I was expecting, but I don't know why. It is, because on the surface they're just laughably they are. ridiculous. Oh boy, they are. But then it's like, oh, there's anti-Semitism under here? And they've worked it into their worldview, like, not to understand the law. Like, it's very willful at this point. Like, they're gonna tell us we're wrong, so we can't talk to them. But but again, it's like that, the, the, the history of the movement is so divorced, because it's like been, it's kind of, it went through sort of this own thing in, like, the 70s with the posse commentatus, and then it kind of moved, like, morphed in the 90s, and now it's, it's kind of this own, it's new of all, it's like a really gross, shitty Pokemon. <laughs> Where, like, the final form looks nothing like it's original, no. you know? So, I guess now we should probably talk about a self-care plan. Yes, please. So, I thought, for self-care, I think part of self-care is um critical thinking. Because maybe we need to improve the skill that yeah. so many of us seem to uh struggle with. Yep. Observe your surroundings. Taking mental notes of your surroundings helps strengthen your ability to notice information and cues quickly. This can come in handy in situations where you may need to use your critical thinking skills in a split-second decision, like whether or not to argue with a judge over a $15 traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. Ask more questions. Asking questions means being intentional about the kind of information you're seeking out. Learn how to ask the right questions and gain information from multiple points of view. This way, you can make the best decision to never become a sovereign citizen. Right on. Practice active listening. Being an active listener means not just listening to like, not just listening in order to respond to somebody, but to understand the information that other people are giving you. This will help you gain more insight and information to broaden your perspective Rather than relying on self-published Amazon books by Trent Goodbody. Mm. I'm sorry, were you saying something? Mm. Acknowledge your biases. It's important to have the self-awareness to acknowledge the biases that we have so we can ensure that they don't hold sway over our decisions. The self-awareness helps us be open-minded and not fall into yet another anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. God, there's so many. There are just so many of those. You just (sighs) didn't know it. It's great. I love it. I love it that every time we're like, we're going to talk about this dude from the 1850s that fucked everything. Oh, look, there it is. He hated the juice. I don't. How did. Mm. I mm-hmm. don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. I'm pretty sure my topic for next week's that there is not any underlying anti-Semitism that I have been able to find. Oh, what a lovely breath of fresh air. Oh, boy. Anyway, that's going to be all for us this week. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that's going to be all for us this week? You think I- we can't pull out some some other long-ranging conflicts of which we have absolutely no reason to provide our opinion on? 
You're so illegitimate of people. <laughs> but yes, that is going to be all for us this week, folks. Hey, if you like what you're hearing, you should check us out on thisfnguypod.com or on Twitter at thisfnguypod. For some reason, Facebook has decided that I am not allowed to post right now, so I am just emailing memes to Ren, and she is getting them up when she can. I have forgotten to send those to her for several yeah, days. Yeah, I'm trying to do my best. But if, you, if you've noticed that the Facebook page has been light... That would be why, and I'm going to have to create a sock puppet account to be Woo! able to post memes. That's how things are going for me. I mean, I I think that suits you perfectly to create an alternate identity just for the purpose of memes. <laughs> like, to me, that makes that's absolutely you. <laughs> but it's also my primary identity. Also, you can donate to our Patreon uh, where it's where actually your straw man identity. It's your corporate account that was created by the federal government. Oh, That's the one that will post me. <laughs> yes, we have a Patreon. Um, we do have some episodes that we need to record, but they are going to be coming out and they'll be great. And they will be a lot of fun. Um, and maybe a theme song. We keep, we, we, we need to actually finalize it, we'll but forget. it has been written. So yes. That's that's going to be for the regular podcast. That's not a Patreon exclusive, though. Also, no. uh, thank you, Dad, for doing most of that. As always, I am Ren Martinez. And I'm Ginger Golub. Here's a bonus self-care tip. Uh, now that this whole quarantine thing is kind of easing up, you should make a dental appointment. Just do it. Please. I have. For the rest of us, mm-hmm. if not yourself. Mm-hmm. Also. Don't be this fucking guy. Peace. Peace. This fucking...